You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. 40 years ago, this is Emeritus Rex with Rabbi Ruvain Yoshua Pupko of Beth Israel, Beth Aaron, Colt St. Luke, an incredibly vibrant, wonderful community, <clears throat> which is sort of like an extension of Montreal. Rabbi Pupko, yeah, it's, it's, it's the dog days of winter <laughs> in this way. We're, we don't we're, know what winter is. It's minus 40 degrees here with the wind chill. Yes, we, wait, wait a second. I, well, there are I, frozen piles of frozen corpses on every street corner in my neighborhood. Yeah, that, well, that, well, you don't, you, you, that's fresh. Grew up, again, you're a Pittsburgh boy, so you, you did have some pretty cold winters. We didn't know what wind chill was when we were growing up. When wind chill Nobody meant. mentioned wind chill. No, now wind chill is everything. The wind I, chill I, I ask, when I get up in the morning, I say, Alexa, what's the wind chill? That's all I want to know. What is yeah, the wind yeah. chill? No, in the winter, that's what everyone says. In the, in the summer, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. And in the winter, they say it's not the cold, it's the wind. Yeah. It's what the wind. In other words, there's a difference between the actual and what it really feels like. There's right. a difference between the, the... Which I find very subjective. I mean, what it feels like. Maybe what it feels like to you is not what it feels like to me. I find the whole notion of wind chill quite presumptuous. Yes, yes. And there might be a difference between men of girth and men of lean trimness that they don't feel yes. the wind chill as much. Real men and, uh, you know, and, 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 and scrawny stick figures, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Models for Chippendales. But, you know, we, we the, uh, this, I guess we can segue from that sort of inanity to talking about the difference between reality and what the numbers say. And I think that's part of what's happening uh, in the reaction, the new reaction, to you know the spread or the peaking now of the Omicron variant, which is in in some places once again we had the lockdowns. There was again the mask mandates. Or in Canada, I understand, in many of the the synagogues that are following the um, uh, what the official rules of the of the province are. Oh, we have to close. Right. Despite- so what happened here was that uh, not, uh, right before New Year's, it was on December. Uh, New Year's was on a, on a on a Saturday this year on Shabbos. On the 30th of December, the province announced that starting tomorrow, meaning Friday the 31st at 5 p.m., there was a curfew at 10 o'clock. Houses of worship were closed. Movies were closed. Restaurants were closed. Uh, and they went into a lockdown. It was just announced yesterday that... Uh, that restaurants can open on uh, January on this coming Monday, and the following Monday on February seventh, the synagogues and movie theaters are allowed to open. Shuls uh, and and movies are on the same uh, level of uh, of importance in Quebec, and uh, and 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 we are allowed. I, I, I would hope the shuls could catch up in terms of those comfortable seats. You know, they. It's interesting. I went to a movie a number of years ago. It was one of the last movies I went to, just not because I'm anti-movie, but because it's so expensive and it's such a schlep. But they actually have, uh, you know, I went to a theater where you could, where they have these huge cups, you know, not just. Oh, like, yeah. The seats are much better. The seats, like you can have a whole meal there. And yeah, then yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a tremendous lazy boy chair. Those, yeah, yeah. 
I think the shuls need to catch up in terms of the, the seating the comfortability. Certainly in terms of the popcorn. You have to start serving popcorn. Y- yes, yes. Hot butter, especially. People I mean, that would, would like that. Yeah, I th- I, can you, I mean, that would be great. As you're giving your drusha, you can look through everyone. Right. And, and, and you can see, like, the alacrity of which they're stuffing these, these yellow <laughs> orbs into their mouth. Boy, they're really into it now. I can tell. I can tell. Right. Yeah. I remember Shalom Shadron, by the way, used to say, like, you know, when he would give his drosha right. in, 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 uh, in Geula, and everybody, everybody was there. It was like a, it was like, it was like a real like a movie event. Really. Right, right. And everybody was like hanging on the rafters. And as he was talking and pausing for dramatic effect, you heard the cracking. <laughs> you heard the cracking of the pupitas. You heard the cracking of the uh, of the sunflower and pumpkin <laughs> seeds. And of course, the Israelis can do it like nobody else. We could try for years. We'll never give it a crack in the way. And, 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 and the noise was it, it upset Rav Sholem's game. Like, he said, stop it already. I can imagine you know, chomping at the, uh, on, on the popcorn Wallow Pupko's yeah. Pupko's popcorn. I think it fits you in. Got it. Yes, you got it. But but I guess my point is is that you know clearly this let's let, as an American I would say it's quite an overreaction. There might be synagogues in various states that did the same thing. Uh, we know that the all the evidence from South Africa down where Omicron began, um, the the severity of uh, the possibilities are, are so small that the idea that we're going to basically force people to stay home, have Zoom minyanim or whatever it is, uh, is really an overreaction to the extreme, at least from where I'm sitting. Uh, and, Listen, and there's I, no question that, okay, five years from now, 10 years from now, when people look back on this, I think they're going to come to a, a conclusion about the early months of COVID that we were too strict with the least vulnerable and not careful enough with the most vulnerable. In other words, we didn't do enough for the nursing homes uh, to make sure that staff wasn't transmitting or whatever, uh, and and patients weren't going back and forth. And we were overly cautious with at least vulnerable, I mean, certainly the kids. There was no reason for any of the schools to ever close, uh, ever close. And and the question is the middle group, you know, uh, uh, businesses, uh, synagogues, movie theaters, restaurants. Let's say another thing that I don't know how long it's going to last. But these kids might, you know, if we track them, you know, like Michael Apta did in, in his film Seven Up, where he tracked kids throughout right. their lives. It's an incredible film, by the way. It's, it's so it beautiful to watch. You know, somehow he was able to take kids for 50 years, every seven years, come back to them. And for 49 years, he tracked them. Tracking these kids in the future will be interesting in terms of yes. what sort of holes are in there. No question. Damage was done. Teenagers especially need socialization. They were kept isolated. It was and it was devastating impact. The interests of teachers or the their purported fears trumped what was necessary for kids. I know a lot of overreaction. And today, here we are two years after we started this, um, with Omicron being much less dangerous uh, than the original variants uh, and the and original COVID uh, and people continuing to overreact. Listen, Quebec is, is, is very different in socialized medicine in, in Quebec. And there was a nursing shortage long before COVID. And when COVID and when this, you know, when so many health workers abandoned the field because of the excessive stress the last couple of years or were sick 
and, and out of work and, you know, staying home because of COVID, there was a lot of stress on the health system here. So they went bananas. They went a little crazy and they closed us down again. When, again, you look around, whether it's, you know, uh, between the, you know, it, it's easy to do the, the numbers now. We know that countries that were strict or, you know, uh, like uh, places uh, like Germany or, or and places that were more liberal like Sweden, they all ended up the same place. I mean, all ended up the same place and that many of the measures are almost performance art. So, know, so, and I would assume, I'm not going to say it out of real knowledge, but I would assume that let's, let's take a, uh, a Canadian town, let's say a theoretical Canadian town, you know, and let's call it um, Luke St. Coke, right? Luke St. Coke. Um, okay. Yeah, it doesn't really exist, but Luke St. No. Coke. It's a magical place. Yes. Right. So, so Luke St. Coke, let's imagine that there's two synagogues in Luke. I've had a hard time getting this one out, but let's say there's this there's a there's a this 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 Luke Saint Coat city has two shoals, right? And one of them is is yes sir. They are you know accepting and explaining how they are the, the good uh, Canadian citizens. And let's say there's another one, not necessarily a Hasidic or Yeshivish place that that's basically been violating it since the beginning. Um, do you see a problem there that one of the shoals here's what here's what happened that one that one of the shoals will stay open and have perhaps people come in and the other won't are the rabbis in this theoretical city going to be at odds with each other let me here's what here's here was the dynamic that played out in montreal and it was very similar to the dynamic elsewhere in what we call the modern orthodox world there was this very strong listen some of it was very sincere people were afraid people were getting sick also let's remember that orthodox jews where they live in vancouver miami they're all living in new york psychologically right and new york was an absolutely devastated terrain of of covid at the beginning so a lot of the reactions that took place in places like cleveland or whatever were what were informed by teenack englewood and riverdale right where things were terrible so that, that was part of the problem because everyone's got a son, a daughter, or a sister, a brother, or a parent living That's in right. the hot zones, right? So that was part of it. The other part of it was this uh, virtue signaling of, look, how non-Haredi I am. The Haredim are all flaunting the law, right? The weddings are continuing. Shul's never closed. And we have to show that we are of the modern world and that we aren't like our primitive co-religionists who are who who don't believe in you know in, in health and whatever and, and and on and on okay that was a big part of it uh all I mean, a similar phenomenon took place in the general world in the US when California had to be the most strict just because being strict meant you were anti trump right it was all politicized and, and and so that so that's you know oh my you know people bragging about how strict they were you know and you know, and, and Florida going the other direction and Texas going in a different direction right? to show that they were not part of that anti-Trump. Not, they weren't necessarily pro-Trump, but they were anti-anti-Trump. And, and they, they had to show, you know, uh, you know, a l- less concern for COVID. It was politicized. A similar phenomenon took place in the Jewish world, right? And, and so what you've seen happen is that the more liberal movements, like conservative and the reformer, everything went on Zoom. Many of them closed their doors in March 2020 and still haven't opened, okay? And they're still on Zoom and they think somehow someone convinced them that 
proving how redundant and superfluous you are to people's lives is a what is a successful business model right and that's all they've done and they're and they're they're, they're going to lose i mean i just I don't of course they're gonna, they're gonna have to close down they cannot afford a rabbi a three hundred thousand dollar a year rabbi when basically the service there are no services going on in the building right and, 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 and i looked at the numbers in the reform movement the numbers have dropped precipitously over the past couple of years uh Tablet Magazine did a wonderful story on Amiel Hirsch, who was a, a you know a reform rabbi on the Upper West Side who denounced those rabbis who during the Gaza War sided with Hamas, and uh, and and and, and, it, and it explores the number. Armin Rosen did a great job exploring the numbers of the reform movement. They they I don't know how it is that any reasonable person can th- and if you read about what's going on in the churches, it's the same thing. The churches that stayed open, and again everybody knows how to be careful by now stayed open in a careful, cautious way, are much more successful. Those churches that needed to signal their virtue by demonstrating how strict they were in adherence to COVID uh, regulations are the ones that are suffering today. They've proven their irrelevance. So I would assume even in, you know, in uh, Luke St. Cote, in our theoretical model, that some of those people who are part of the virtue show uh, are probably saying, I don't want to be in this. I'm going to go to this other show. I'm not a member there, but maybe I should go there because at least they're open and there's a building I can go into. Right. And, and, so, and so that's probably hurt time. as well. So till this last closure, the big Ashkenazic shoals of Kotzelik were pretty much in Hampstead were on the same page. Everybody closed. We all followed the rules. We were closed from March 2020 through June. And then we've been open except for one week or, or uh, Christmas time, 20. Uh, 21, uh, 2020, I mean, at the end of 2020. And we, we've been open all since now. However, even when we were allowed to open, there was a spectrum of of, of, of what rules to enforce, masks, no masks, uh, you know, it, it, how, how many people do you allow inside, outside? There was a spectrum of, of, of responses. Um, and, uh, and people, again, in 2020, everyone had a right to be afraid and, 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 and cautious. We've, we're not, it's not 2020 anymore. We know how to be careful. We don't need a paternalistic state to tell us how to avoid getting sick. We know how to avoid getting sick. And, uh, and, and, and the point is, the less consistent or logical the regulations were, the less people adhered to them. That means, when you, you know, restaurants is the number one example of this, right? Restaurants are open. You have to wear a mask on the way to your table. Then sit there for two hours and eat without your mask. Then put on your mask <laughs> to go to the bathroom. Right, the waiters right. have to wear. I mean, it's jarring to see staff masked and 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 and, and you know and and those uh, eat in the restaurant without mask. I mean, it's jarring. You know, those right, right, who are the, so the, concerned the, the, the contradiction, quality, inequity. Now, I would assume, you know, you know, of course, you know, in some synagogues, you know, the rabbi is 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 the basic king, but in other synagogues, I'm sure there are rabbis who would like things to be different, but the board and other things are right, forcing them, the are forcing them to 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 submit. Right. Well, so I, we all know Jewish the Jewish world. Two dudniks with a big mouth can change everything. I mean, because who wants to fight? They have the energy to fight. The other people don't. So, yes, some of the shuls were bedeviled by one or two or three people who insisted on being extraordinarily strict, even though in their own lives they frequent stores and they go to work and whatever it is. Somehow the shul became a uniquely dangerous address 
for COVID. When in fact, what's happened in most of the, in all the shuls that I'm familiar with is, you know, shuls have a main sanctuary for Yontav and Shabbos. There's a smaller best measures for during the week. And during COVID, we all moved into the main sanctuary to give people more space, right? We need more living, more living space. And so you can sit in a shul, right? You can go to davening on a Tuesday morning. And if you're really nervous, go sit in the Ezra Snush or go sit in the women's section. You'll be alone. No one will be near you for 100 feet. Everyone knows it's not dangerous. And yet people use the completely different criteria about synagogue attendance than they used about anything else going on in their lives to signal, I don't know what, their cautiousness, their political, where, where they stood on the political spectrum, on the religious spectrum, you know, how, you know, and, and it was all performance art, sitting on an airplane, right? But being allowed to take it off when you eat your almonds and you eat them really slowly these days during COVID, while you eat your almonds and, and drink your Diet Coke, but then having to put it on, I mean, it's, everyone knows it's ridiculous. Yes, and, and everyone, I would say, look, look, everyone knows. Look, you know, I, I think I've heard a report that all the hoarding of the real effective N95 masks, in other words, that the government did, they're going to start getting it back into the system. Because the reasons why they disappeared was because we were worried that this was going to be the apocalypse. And we, we, we need those masks for the survivors. But now it's been discovered that there is a, a huge amount of these masks, which are more effective because they, are, they fit onto the person's face in a way that the air particles don't exude. But we know that it's going to be a while before we get those masks. So these chin diapers, as uh, South Park refers to, <laughs> what you have there, I see on your uh, yes, on your I desk. Have, yes, have, this yeah. yes, there's the chin diaper, right? <laughs> you know, no, we but, know, no, but, but we know that they don't work. We know that they don't work, and and yet, you know, I, I if I have a choice of two shoals right now, and I was very careful and, and didn't go to shoal and got the, the, both the shots and the booster, I'll go to the shoal that doesn't have the mask issue because. I just want to be able to dive in. I want to wrap my towels around my head. I, and I want to, the, the, the mask has become, especially the chin diaper mask, has become such a, a frustrating and illogical so it, thing. But again, it's this issue. I was at a funeral yesterday and the cemetery has a rule. These are all graveside. Everyone's outdoors. It's minus, you know, 30 degrees outside. There's barely a minion at the at the cemetery. You could stand a hundred feet away from each other, and the cemetery has a rule outdoors, outdoors. Everyone has to wear a mask. I mean, if you perform mouth to mouth resuscitation outdoors, you can't get COVID, <laughs> right? And they're and they're and they're putting masks on people outdoors. Well, we know you can't get it that way. You can't. No matter how hard you try, you couldn't get it outdoors. But it's, 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 right. listen, I drive to Shoal in the morning at around quarter to seven, six thirty in the morning. And uh, I see older couples walking a dog together. And they live together wearing masks outdoors together when no one else is on the street. Right. It, it, it is, it is, it, it's, it's like grasping, it's for, grasping for straws, assuming that maybe this means something. And of course, these masks, as we know, the, their efficacy is, is is quite limited. I also find it's interesting in the shuls, the ones here, um, like 
the rabbi has a right that you have to, like you say, to take the mask off when he speaks, when he gives the speech, even though that's when you're pushing out most of, uh, of, of, of if you do have COVID. But we, we know that just like Biden has shown us, you can't give a press conference through a mask. You can't give a drusha through a mask. I give a shear every night uh, in the shul. It would, be, it would be torture to speak for 90 minutes through the mask. So we we sort of understand that we need to to, to how what it what it does and 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 how it. You know, I was in the, I was in one of the rooms of the show the other day, and and we have that plexiglass uh, stand on the wheels that we needed to install back in 2020. And you look at it, and you're embarrassed. You ever went along with this stuff? That plexiglass does nothing. Right. It, might, it, it might even trap the the, the air right, particles. I mean, it does nothing. But it was all this. And, it's like and, the cone of silence from Get Smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets lowered down. You can't hear anything. What is it that you said? Um, you know, speaking about the, you know, the, the entertainment industry, I, always, I thought it was really in- incredible that with all the virtue signaling and all the, you know, well, he wasn't masked, and why wasn't he masked? So well, but the, there, was, there was essential workers who were going to get the vaccine early. Right, and, right. Right. All the television programs that, that, that went on hiatus and then were rushed into production, that it has to continue because this is essential, right? right. Throughout 2020 and, and even 2021, before the masking was, uh, you know, before the, the, the vaccines had been uh, you know, spread everywhere, all of those programs and all the people making those programs is, you know, although the, the, I guess the crew had to be masked, the actors, uh, the events that were being portrayed, unmasked, right? Right. We, no, I, again, those who are so concerned about any appearance of lack of equity, all of a sudden embraced it in the restaurants and the film production that the that, that the minions, the right, staff. We, look, we needed to have Bridgerton. We needed to have new. We needed to have more uh, more episodes of Cobra Kai. Oh, I was thinking we, about you, Ozark. Isn't that your part of the world, Ozark? Quite funny because. Half the city, you know, was in Florida over over winter break. And in Florida, you know, COVID is over. And uh, they go to restaurants, kosher restaurants that are packed indoors, outdoors, souls packed. Nobody's wearing any mask. Everyone's packed. Everyone. And then they come back to Montreal and they go, you know, what are we doing here? Like, what is this? You know, and, 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 and the point is, we now know that these regulations had, at the end of the day, very little impact on the numbers. They did studies between two school districts in Florida. One had a mask mandate, one didn't. The infection rate difference was negligible uh, amongst the kids. It, we know this doesn't work. It's just, it's like, I need to demonstrate, on both sides of the spectrum, by the way. Right wants to demonstrate how much they don't care. The left has to demonstrate how much they care. And, you know... And, and they also, the specter of long-term COVID, like long, we don't know. Like, like yes. it is, look, let's grant it. This is a, a bastard of a, of, a, of a virus that seems to be different. They don't have it yet understood. But this idea that who knows, who knows what long-term effects are going to have, that you still don't have, and, and, and it is, there are anomalies. People don't get their smell back. Their sense I of mean, smell. But, you know, but, coronavirus but, but, is, it's the common cold. is also a coronavirus. I mean, this is not a complete unknown here. So, it, yeah, it was really bad, right? Delta was bad. Omicron's not nearly as bad. It spreads much faster, but 
you know, the rates of hospitalization and death are flu comparable. It's not what it's not. And people, you have to learn how to live with this. And even and you have to also learn how to trust people. The industry for a minute, we recognize that messages, whether it's the Jets and the Sharks and Spielberg's remake, uh, that you know, if it's 1957, you can't you can't have these guys wearing masks, but you also can't have speeches. You can't have effective emotion. We realize that 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 in order to communicate a message from a film, from a television show, or between each other, that that the masking, despite when it's necessary, dulls the eff- effectiveness. It limits the power. It, it really, in a way. It, it diffuses the po- the positive message, and and I think that that is something that we have to to recognize, especially as you say, you know, the, the kids among themselves in the schools, the teachers wearing the mask, the verbal cues, the ev- everything that, that you read, the body language, it's skewed to a point that that, that, that it's, it's it's almost like new languages and and, in, and, and incorrect interpretations are going to abound as long as we are in, in a way living you know in this manner but maybe in five years we'll we'll come up with a an avatar you know that represents you that you could wear on your you could wear on your shoulders right like okay this is my real face here okay, this is my the face that I, <laughs> that I want you to see and and like there'll be a computer program that you'll be masked and there'll be like this you know version of you that'll give you all the, the I, I don't know about you but my facial recognition capabilities are sorely diminished i don't recognize people when half their faces is covered if people talk to me with a mask on i'll run into them and i'll go i don't know who you are that's how i begin <laughs> i have no idea who you are and, and that i think really will have uh, also there's another point here you know back in 2020 Kareem were always accused of being too, you know, too lax in enforcement and being careful. But what's what they went through in terms of the number of losses? In a strange way, of course, uh, COVID became uh, normal for them because as many people as they knew who 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 suffered terribly from COVID, they knew for each one another hundred who were perfectly fine, and therefore with Omicron, what's happened is. Being that so many more people were infected over December and January, and we all know people, and we all, many of us have gone through it ourselves, is that it's become, you're less fearful of something that is more frequent. And Omicron has made COVID much more frequent and ubiquitous, and you're much less fearful today. Let me just throw in another thing. As someone who had Omicron recently, the call that I made when I got the positive result was to a, a Haredi-supported um, medical outfit. Uh, and I called the hotline 30 minutes before Shabbos. When Shabbos was over, I saw that they were calling me, and they had arranged for an um, a, a antibody infusion uh, within an hour. And I yeah, just no, they were wonderful. Were, I, I'm telling you something. It's the, 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 the mark of our moment is the ascent of Haredi power and influence. And they've been right about a lot of things. They've been wrong about many things, but they were right about a lot of things. One of the things they were great at is the monoclonal antibody treatments that are in Montreal, only available through them. 
the government would even give it that's out. That's right. That's what uh, I'm saying. Saying. If you if you went on the website of New Jersey, no, you have to have 85 different comorbidities. You know, right. look, I got on the phone and I said, look, I got high blood pressure. I'm overweight. I'm 62. Okay, that's enough. Also, you have that, uh, you know, you have all those. I don't want to get into that. Actually. Yes, yes. Speaking about, you know, I, 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 I became aware, though, recently, you know, we talk about the entertainment world. I, I don't know how successful the program is, but I, I've heard that there, you know, Fred Savage, uh, the child star who I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> had some sort of prominence as the character is the boy in the in the Wonder Years, uh, is the executive producer, the producer of a new version they of rebooted. Wonder Years. They rebooted the show. Rebooted it, yes, but it's yes, also so. I guess they're rebooting Prince of Bel Air, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, also. Yes, yes, I can't wait. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to TiVo. Is that what's called TiVo? That I guess that was, no, we don't even use that word anymore. No, where that word? Okay, so Savage's show, uh, I, I guess, imagines another like nostalgic trip with uh, an African American. But you may recall that in its first iteration, Fred Savage played the kid, and I think it was Daniel Stern who was the narrator, the adult narrator, right? Yes, right, and he he pined after Winnie. I remember. Right, he Winnie. Pined, right, he Winnie. pined after Winnie, and he had his best friend was a, was a Jewish boy. So in this one, it's they rebooted it, and because of the time in which we're living, and to compensate for the egregious errors of the past, the star is now a young African American boy, who has a Jew friend. He has a Jew friend, and there was a bar mitzvah episode. That garnered some Jewish media attention, yes. Oh, which, which I, which again is sort of a remake of that original series where the boy right. had the bar mitzvah. And I understand that uh, the writers, you know, sort of like, you know, I, I guess they were perplexed about what goes on at a bar mitzvah and what sort of bar mitzvah speech happens. So they decided to tap uh, the incredible uh, mind and experiential. Uh, <laughs> I think you. what you're trying to say is the. The highlight, and I would say it'll probably be an Emmy award-winning episode, right? Because uh, because the, you because what what was your role in that again? The writer, the writer reached out to me because she knew me, and uh, she called me up and uh, she needed a, a, a speech for the uh, bar mitzvah boy, and I, I gave her one of the old standards, uh, or at least. What I think is all she needed. She needed. She needed a speech to put into the. And it was remarkably in sync with the episode. Yes, it's just yes. fortuitous that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I I I told her the medrash on Chuma, I think it's in Vayakel, where it says, uh, that everybody has three names. Right, the medrash that says everyone has three names, meaning three identities. One given by our parents, one from our friends, and one we have for ourselves. And being that the episode was about self-assertion and standing up for yourself, it was remarkably in sync with, I didn't know that at the time, with what they were trying to do anyway in the episode. So yes, uh, I, I provided the, the, the medrash for the, uh, the medrash, And this, this was the Bar Mitzvah boys. Speech, not the yes. rabbi. Not the rabbi. Oh, it was the Bar Mitzvah boys. The bar mitzvah, that Bar Mitzvah boy channeled... Right. The, the and, and because of that, I get ten percent of all the gifts for the Burmese boy. <laughs> That's right. Today you are <laughs> today you are a fountain pen. Yes, yes. Right. Right. Also, an Israeli a bond for Israel. Right, a ten dollar a ten dollar Israeli savings bond. Right. <laughs> yes, wonder years indeed. Hopefully. So the episode went well. The people uh, seemed to like it. You know, and uh, yes, yes. I didn't get any credits or residuals. Yes, nothing. If nothing. you ever look, if nothing. You ever, 
as if, well, look, you know, I, I think your name's going to get out there. And I was you know, like a dog in the street. They treated me. Well, you know what? It, 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 you know, it, it, look, the I fired my agent the next day. It's a difficult world. You know, that casting couch is, uh, you know, yeah. is, is, is brutal. <laughs> we'll catch you next time, everybody. Be well. <laughs> I don't know what, pro- I know what channel it's on, but <laughs> take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.